we want to talk to the noobs. Bakerygamingcrew at gmail.com or find me on Twitter, BakeryCrewKen. Keep your character simple. Go over there and hit that thing. Pick if you want to be melee or ranged. Do you mean melee? He's French. Please don't call after nine, because that's when my parents go to bed. <laughs> this is my opinion, but it's also the truth, because I know what I'm talking about. Pay the f attention. <laughs> Give it you a chance. You will get out of it what you put into it. Get weird with it. Screw them all. Who cares what they think? Find the closest guy and punch him in the face. Okay. We are back. Thank you for joining us again. This will be episode nine. Nine, my favorite wow. number. I like seven. Yeah. Well, nine has always been my favorite number. Uh, we are the Bakery Crew, and we're here with Roll With The Party. I'm Ken. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. I'm Lisa. And we have a special guest today, junior Bakery Crew member. Uh, her name is Lily. She she's is, part of the kids' game. She's part of the kids' game. She's Mike and Lisa's daughter. Lily, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about what you like in nerddom. Hi, guys. I'm Lily, and I am 19 years old, so... What I like to do is I play mostly video games and I go into pop culture in a different way. I don't see it as entertainment. I look at theories and stuff like that and what's going to be upcoming and stuff like that. And most of the traditional games that I play are online multiplayer or puzzle games, which are really fun. I got into D&D because of my stepdad, Mike he wanted to make a kid's game and I created my first ever character called Cameo and she was a rogue arcane trickster which was my great favorite. choice <laughs> great choice Lily we're gonna get along just fine yeah uh, we haven't played that game in what two years it's been a while so COVID messed it up yeah, yeah. COVID uh, the last thing I remember ever getting was this doll that turns into a familiar so it can walk through walls and do basic stuff that you have as your abilities so it could lock pick for you and stuff like that and it's a doll now we have you here today for a special perspective uh, something that we can't necessarily talk about Lisa brought it up we, we want to talk to the noobs uh, we want you to tell us eventually how you see how you view getting into Dungeons and Dragons what helps you the most play the game yeah the bakery crew wants to do a newbie episode mm -hmm. we're here for the noobs man yep. if we're gonna keep this uh, alive. this game alive we got to reach out and bring in the next generation of gamers and unlike how it was for us we want it to be as easy for you as possible. So if you know anyone that's thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons or any type of tabletop role-playing game, we want this episode. You should be able to share this episode, and it should be able to help them. And also, we'll share it now at the top of the episode. If you have questions, follow-up things, things that we didn't touch on that we could help you with, please try to reach out to us. We'll do the best we can to get back to you and answer any questions you might have. Bakerygamingcrew at gmail.com or find me on Twitter, BakeryCrewKen. Okay, so, so what will be the first conversation? What's we're going to roll topic? for initiative. Oh, I love it. Love yeah, it. everybody dice, roll. Love. Lily, you get to roll as well and bring up a topic that you want to talk about that can help the newbie players. I rolled a 12. I got the worst, I think. <laughs> I think the 12 is the highest, I got a 9. I, yeah, I got a 10. I got oh, a 4. Wow. Seven. I get to go first. Ooh. All right, so I want to talk about picking your first character. I love it. How is a new player... How do you pick your first character? What do you need to roll your first character? I would suggest you need the player's handbook. I agree. I suggest that's the only book you that need. That is the only book you want to get. That is the only book you want to choose from, I would say. Yeah. For your first character you choose from the player's handbook, you've got a list of races. You've got your dwarf, your halfling, your human. Your elf. Your elf. And multiple t kinds of elves. Yeah. You've got your dragonborn. Are they in the, yeah, yes, they're they're in the there. player's yep. handbook? Yes, sir. That is a great place to start with races. And all your basic classes. They're probably the easiest races to get a handle on. And if this is your first time playing, keep your character simple so you can enjoy the game more. And, and that's where I'd say uh, I would take it out of pop culture you've seen. If you want to be Legolas, Do it. be an yeah. elf ranger. And then you know what that character can kind of be. And you might call that a, a stereotype type thing. Uh, 
but that's how a lot of this stuff was built. And that's the best way to learn. So if you want to be Gimli, be Gimli. If you want to be Legolas, be Legolas. If you want to be Strider, be Strider. You can do that. It'll give you a good way to know how you want to play a character and get you started. And it's your first character. Guess what? They're going to die or retire eventually, and then you'll have another character, and you can try something else. Right. Go ahead, Lise. Oh, no, I was just, when he was talking about the examples, I was saying, and you could be Lord Voldemort if you wanted yep. to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, um, or you could even be the Punisher, because you could do a human artificer, and if your DM allows firing weapons in yeah. the game, I mean, you can do anything. Your imagination is your only limitation. Right. But stick with the player's handbook yes. to start. That's just my suggestion. You find your race. You find your class. Do you want to be a wizard? I mean, if you're a nerd that likes to pretend to be a nerd, sure, go ahead, play a wizard. But... Now, Ken, what is the easiest... <laughs> In your opinion, class to play. We've talked about this before briefly. <sighs> Just for noobs, though. I don't like think right there, in the door. I don't think there is an easiest class. I think there is a hardest class. I think the hardest class is wizard. Mm-hmm. Survivability. Um, survivability, and there is a lot to take in with spells. Keep it simple. Yes. yes. I would keep it simple. I would stick with a martial class. Fighter or paladin. Um, that being said, if you really want to take a spellcaster as your first Foray into first the game. character, maybe stick with a martial class that dips into spellcasting. I think, I think ranger is an yes. excellent way to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You fight. You can pick if you want to be melee or ranged. Or have a pet. And you, do you can mean, have a pet. Do you mean melee? Melee. He's French. Sorry. Ah. And uh, you also get your half caster, Lily. So what you was, get access to spells. what was your first character? Was it the thief? My first character was the arcane trickster. Great rogue. choice. Okay. I can't I can't compliment you enough on that so choice. Basically, you had the best of both worlds. You had an individual that was a melee character that did cast a few spells. Did you find that hard to get a hold of to grasp? At first, it was really hard to get the grasp of spells and on top of it, just regular attacking. When Would you do it again if you could redo it? Most definitely, since I have more experience now. Okay. Now, would you redo it because it would be easier for you? I would redo it just to test myself and be like, I can do this and okay. I know how to do it smart now. Mm-hmm. What would you say that you would pick for a first character for somebody that has never started the game before? What would be an easy character class in your mind? In my mind, I've been thinking about maybe trying a druid because it seems pretty simple enough. Now you lost Kim. No, that's just the way Kim plays. That's just the way Kim plays it, that's all. No, no. Kim is my favorite druid. Yes. We all know you hate druids, I just wouldn't play. They're not for me. I get it. They're not for me. But you would like the idea of being able to change into animals, right? Oh, definitely. So you'd probably be a moon druid of some sort. Yeah. Okay. If the beasts in D&D were better, well, then again, we play a very high-level game. In, In a... In a regular D and D game, maybe a druid turning into a beast is awesome, but no, you got to understand. Even in excuse me, Lily, even in our game, if you turn into a bear, if you could turn into a bear five times, that's five hundred more hit points. All right, we're okay. not going to go back into this. We no, beat this to death. That and is, this is for new no, characters. I think the sa- the safest new character, that's the most straightforward, is fighter. Yeah, yeah but what if you don't want to play a fighter? That's fine, but I'm just you. The question was, what's the safest new character? I'm I'm thinking fighter. You are, uh, you're building up. You're wearing armor. You're medieval times, and you've got you, hit points. And you hit shit. Yeah, that is what you do. You yeah. go in and you beat crap up. What about you, Lace? What do you think would be the safest, easiest character to start with? Well, even though like I feel I to me fighter is is like Kenny's druid. It's just not for me, but. Well, for, we're not talking for you, though. For a new character, yeah. it, I would agree with Jeff. Oh. Okay. Fighter. Fighter. There you go. Because it's, it's maybe for a second character, you could dip into half-caster, mm-hmm. but just to get a good grip on game mechanics, and there are a lot of um, char- player character sheets out there now that are perfect for new... They're player-friendly. Yeah, they're very player-friendly. Uh, and to have that fighter, to have that straightforward, you know, you go over there and hit that thing. I'm going to take your idea a little further. Fighter's wonderful because by the time you reach third level, depending on who you're playing with, how long it takes to get XP, etc., by the time you reach third level, you might have a grasp of the game, okay? And then you can pick a fighter that can cast spells. Yeah. You, at third level, you get to pick your archetype, or you can fight a you can pick a fighter that's good at archery. Okay? That's, see, that's another great tip. If you're brand new to D and D and you've never played before, mm-hmm. 
start at level one. Oh, yes. Definitely. Don't start at level three. Don't start at level five. Start at level one. Get a feel for your yep. character. Yep. It might be a little boring. You might say, well, I can't do that much. That's okay. Learn what you can do. And at level two, you'll get to do more. I've at level three, you'll get to do more. I've never had more fun than being level one as a paladin fighting off 35 goblins and surviving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah. That's, and then when you're level 20, 35 goblins are, who cares? You know, at that point, unless they have magical items and have a good plan, you're not going to die. And if, if you're a guy like Jeff and you're really good at paying attention to every detail and you're really good at taking notes and, and learning and studying and you really enjoy that, sure, play a sorcerer, play mm -hmm. a wizard. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can handle that. But, Me, but you I will have to read. You yes. will have to yes. learn yes. the rules fairly well. Yes, mm -hmm. I couldn't handle that. I'm no, with you, It's Ken. not for me. Yeah. It is even even I've I've had years and years of experience and I still wouldn't want to play a wizard because they are just not fun. All the complicated, right. all the extra work, learning every single spell. Unless it's your go to, your dream. You know, if that's your dream yeah. you do it, fine. Then but put I'm, in the work. I'm with Lisa and Jeff. Fighter is probably the best thing to start and, with. And the other thing I want to add about fighter, back to a few episodes ago, multi classing. Yeah. Fighter is probably one of the most multi-classed fighter classes. Mage. Yeah. Classes. So, fighter uh, paladin. Take yeah, three you, levels. You fighter take cleric. a few levels in fighter yeah. and then do whatever you want. Go to yeah. five levels You're in fighter. You're always safe. And then you can decide whether you want to stick with that. And if you don't, then go any other class because you're fine with that. So races, though, I, I play a human. I've played two humans now. And people will say that's vanilla, and people will say that's boring. And yeah, with the new expansion of Tasha's Cauldron, mm -hmm. there are a lot of things you can take to make a human cooler, a but little you do, fancier. You do get an extra feet. It depends on the DM. Which if the DM has feet, helpful. you get a free yeah. feet. Yeah, and you get like plus one to every stat or something. No, a, a, no, no, no. That's not other, anymore. That's other classes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's something else. No. Is that the way you set up your character? No, yeah. no, uh, it's we, been so long. Lisa, since remind me to character. look at his character. I don't <laughs> remember. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I like humans. I think I, I think they're cool. They're my cup of tea. If they're not your cup of tea, elves are great. Dwarves yeah. are great. I don't know why anyone would want to play a dwarf. But if that's your thing, by all means. I know my your brother, brother did. I know my yeah. brother. Well, look at my brother, okay. and that tells you why he wanted okay. to play a dwarf. That's fine. And I would say dragonborn gnomes, warforged, drow. You start Start to get into, you yeah. need to understand a little more about those yes. races to really play them well. I rolled you up can, a Warforged. You can, you can be one, mm -hmm. but if you don't really understand all of what's going on that makes it different than I think everything else. We're all saying the same thing. It's yeah. KISS. Keep it simple, simple. stupid. Yeah. Keep yep. it simple. Your first character, get the player's handbook. Only the player's handbook. Don't worry about the extra rules and Tasha's. Don't worry about the extra subclasses and, and all the other books stick to the player's handbook for your first character Agreed. look at the uh, something that we overlook a lot as veteran players the ideals and the flaws and the character backgrounds that will really help you flesh that out that helps you start who majorly. you want to be yeah. not Extra what you want to be yeah. but who you want mm -hmm. to be it'll give you some really great ideas on character development and what style you want to play, who you want your character to be. With those, you can be a sailor, you can be a nomad, you can be uh, you know, a wanderer. There's so many different things that you can be, and they give you additional skills, and that back of the book gives you so many really neat ideas on how to flesh your character out. Yeah, and if you're not one of these types that, that knows where to start with a backstory, it will give you a good idea. You were a, a priest at this temple, and the temple got ransacked. Yep. Now what? Yep. And it can be that simple. You don't have to have a 20-page backstory to start. You can just start Your and have fun. Your needs to be adventurous. Yeah. yeah. So if you're worried about that, that's what I have to say. I like it. Who is next? Lisa. Um, Am I up? Yep, with the 10. Okay, so one of the things that uh, we have limited experience with, just given our, our age, that Lily would know a little bit more about is... How do you find a group? Now, just so you kids know, in the good old days, the way that you found a D&D group is that you would put a flyer up at your local game store, your yeah. local comic book store, and you'd actually have your home phone number. That was that was the phone that was plugged <laughs> into the wall. We didn't have a cell phone. Or if wow. you were really brave, you'd put it on a bulletin board at yeah. school. Which we and, did. Uh, which well, could yeah. open you up to ridicule. 
But and you always made sure to put on there, you know, please don't call after nine because that's when my parents go to bed and they'll be pissed <laughs> off if anybody calls. But like that's how we found our tribes. If you didn't have any any friends that were interested in D and D, so Lily, how? How do they do it now? How do the kids do it these days? I want to give a shout out to Jay and Tejas because that's yes. how we found them. Yes. Amen. And that was one of the, they're some of the greatest guys I've ever met. They're terrific players too. Uh, so Jay and Tejas, you're probably not listening to this, but if you Jay are. Jay is. Jay does all the time uh, from DC. Well, Jay, I love you, pal. And I'm so glad we found you through a, uh, a message on a wall in a game store. Lily, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. How would you find somebody if you wanted to start playing? So most of my friends are interested in D&D and they've been doing their own games with other people in person. I actually tried to run my own game, but I had a problem that no one could make it even though we had a same day, same time. Stuff just kept on coming up because it was online. It wasn't in person. Eventually, if I do get better with DMing, I would... uh definitely try to run at least one game running a dm game like being a dungeon master i'm a very like i like doing puzzles and stuff like that so that would be very up my alley basically i'm trying to see if my friends are still trying to do it because we've been trying to get game zero done and it's just never happened so it's kind of hard with people online and stuff like that it's much easier in person than online yeah yeah i've uh i would have thought the opposite i would have thought it would be a lot easier to get people to tune in from their own home than it would be to actually get them out the door and meet at a place and when you're online you have the vast majority of the world you can choose from uh here you 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 got people in pittsburgh that you can choose from that are willing to make the trek uh and another thing I want, I want to comment on what you said, I don't think it has anything to do with your level of skill as a DM. Sometimes people are just not, they don't want to make that invested. commitment. They're not they're, invested. They're not invested. And, and I wouldn't take that personally at all. I think the vast majority of gamers, from my limited amount of experience online and, and on Twitter and on Reddit, the vast majority of gamers have that same problem of getting people to show up. We're very fortunate. And I don't think that speaks anything to your skill level or your awesomeness. No. Don't don't take it that way at all. You're, you're pretty freaking cool. Another problem that I had was uh, time zones because I had people who were two hours behind me, three hours behind me that I've been friends with for years. So mm. that was also a big trouble of trying to find a good time for them on top of everyone else. And I would say that, you know, the bulletin boards at some game stores still exist. Uh, there's a place called Phantom of the Attic uh, here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that's right near the University of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon University. That was our bulletin and board. We used. Was. That's how we find still have, uh, They do still have a bulletin board, and you know, the players are changing out every year because new kids go to school and yeah. new, and people graduate. Uh, so they do still have that ability. So that exists. And then just online forums. There's all kinds. You know, you could go on D and D Beyond. You could go on Reddit. You can go on all kinds of places and try to set up a game. Or, I don't want to go back to a touchy topic, you could hire a DM. Ooh, but if, well, before we get back into that, geez, before we get back into that. <laughs> I didn't even say anything on that. I just if, if you're brand new to this, I think what we've just learned here is find your local game store. How about find your tribe, too? Yeah. Find your tribe. That's what That's Lisa said. That's part of it. Yeah. 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 And Kim and Derek, we met through you putting a post mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yep. On a, on a local D&D group. Derek Facebook. snuck Kim in. Derek said, I have somebody else that I've played with as well. If you have an extra seat, we played together a lot. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's great. And then he shows up with his wife. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm thinking, oh, boy, here we go. I'm going to have to make sure I tell Lisa we have a girl that plays with us now. Yeah, you it know? goes back to our yeah, uh, goes back girls to, in the yeah, game. Yeah, right, right. And he's not current, but that's the best thing he's ever done. Best thing yeah. that's ever happened. Shout out to Kim. We love yeah. you, dear. Kim is awesome. She is she has joined right into our little tribe, our little yeah, family. Yeah. And uh, I'd do anything for Kim. She's amazing. And Lisa, again, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I think you're 100% correct when you say that if you find somebody that has the like things that you like as well and you has the same attitude you do and enjoys the same things you do, it's going to be easier to get together to do the things you want to do. Um, we're old now, older, and our, our time is minimal. It really is. We have to put 
care into our free time. It is, and I would like to give my wife a shout out on this because I know sometimes losing me on a Thursday is tough uh, just for everyday life. We have two kids. Mm-hmm. Our D&D game is probably the only thing I really do for myself. And, and uh, I appreciate that. And she has been amazing over the last 17, 18, going on 18 years. When we first got together, I was like, hey, look, I do this thing on Thursdays. And from the door, she was like, okay. Which is awesome. I don't go golfing. And I, I don't do any of that stuff. This is what I do. Do, and do your kids have a uncanny knack of being complete a-holes on yes. Thursday night? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so yes. My kid doesn't. Mine do for some reason. There have been very few times. It has happened, but there have been very few times my wife has called and said, I need you. Mm-hmm. And and it is, it's probably been under under five oh, in, way under in 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but every now and then it happens. And when she does that, I go. Because yep. she gives me a long... I don't want to say a long leash, but yeah, I get I get the opportunity to go and do, and uh, if she calls me and needs me, she needs me. In fact, my my dad died on a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. my I had a kid born on a mm-hmm. Thursday night, yeah. which I didn't get strikes for either. No, one they of were those. Excuse, they were good excuses. They were excusable yeah, absences. Yeah. Do you remember? And we're gonna we're gonna go back to Kim now. Do you remember? I don't know who said this, and it wasn't me. Okay, and I almost I'm just actually jealous. It's not that. Uh, you it know, was it was Chip. Was Chip okay? Chip was new to the game. Remember, and you'll remember this. And Derek just passed away in real life. We love Derek. Please, this is our sense of humor, everybody out there. This is just who we are. This is how we deal with things. This is how we cope. So, Chip says, "Wow, is he going to get a strike because he didn't show up two times in a row?" Oh, do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, and <laughs> right do. there, we were in love with Chip. Yeah, Chip was in, and Kim knew. We told Kim what he said, and Kim yeah. fucking loved that. Kim she, she loved just, it. Yeah, she just because that that's who we are. Her. Yeah. You know, in uh, in my mind, Derek is still down there every week, busting oh, my balls, telling is. me I'm doing something wrong, yep. and complaining, and uh, and trying to undermine everything we were doing, and have his own subplot, and going off on his own to do his own thing. So D and D is played by, and I, I hate to almost even say this, but I'm going to say, it, and if you disagree, screw you. D and D is played by people who are generally outcasts. That is where we came from, from our generation. Yeah. And we didn't fit in. When you find your tribe, when you find your people, it is as good, if not better, than the adventures you get in the game. Yes. The treasure is the friend you made along (laughs) the way. (laughs) But yeah, find your people. How do you find your people? That's what we were talking about. Uh, Message boards. Twitter is great. The TTRPG community on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys, I got into it originally to try and broaden my horizons and get better ideas as a DM. That didn't work because Mike then signed up only to spy on me and steal my ideas and try and get a leg up. So I used it to just kind of become a better player and a better Mm -hmm. DM and, and get to know more people. Best decision I ever made. If you're allowed to have a Twitter, I know some of our jobs, Secret Agent Jeff, uh, we're not allowed <laughs> to have a Twitter. Uh, but Jeff if, doesn't even have a Facebook. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. If you can have a Twitter. I have no I don't, social media preferences. Yeah, that's right. He's not I, don't, I don't know what your social media preferences are, Lily, but the, the players there and the, the people there are welcoming. Uh, they're perfect. They, they love you just for being a part of the crew. Mm-hmm. I'm up next. I, I sort of something will tie into what Lily said. I think the most important thing, if you're a noob, if you're just starting out and you want to play this game, it's perseverance. Um, you're going Ooh, to find good one. the perfect group. You're going to find the perfect DM. And then it's all going to fall to shit. Yeah. It's all going to go away. And something's going to happen. The uh, DM is going to get a divorce. He's going to lose his house. You're going to lose the place where you play. Uh, somebody's going to get sick. Two of the people that play are going to fight. One of the people you play with is going to have sex with the other one, and there's going to be a massive problem. Yeah. There's always going to be something that's happened. Had happens. to go there, huh? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to hear more about that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, one that didn't we, actually happen yeah, yet. Yeah, considering that you guys were, were no I don't women wanna, allowed. I don't want to talk about yeah. that. Some things stay at the game. <laughs> We're like it. Vegas. Oh, man. But anyway, no joking. Seriously, you're going to find the perfect things at some point. You just will. And that might fall into, don't be disgruntled. Don't be upset. Don't be in any way, shape, or form hurt by that. It's not your fault. Keep going. And um, Lily, who I, I told, don't DM. Don't DM. Don't even try. Don't do it. Play a bunch of games before you jump into that. Only because you get to learn how people are. You get to see what people act like. You get to see how people play. And you get to know the rules, okay? 
I've ran into a bunch of people recently, even down at the game store where Chip was, that wanted to do a foray into gaming for the first time. And they're buying all these books and they're having all these lofty ideas and all these plans. Don't. Don't do any of that. Play. They've never even played before. Play as many games as you can, if possible. And I hate to say this, go online and watch people play. Because you can go online and watch people play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna, Twitch I'm gonna, is great for yeah, that. Yeah. I'm going to jump on that a little bit. Go ahead. I agree with you if somebody already knows how to play they should probably dm for at least a little bit but if you're truly with an entire group of new people i think you should all take a stab at dming a session or two just to know what it's like to do that preparation at that ahead. point you should find the person that knows the most about the rules that's unfortunate Correct. and i hate to be a rules lawyer but you need the most well-read individual in the room that has read that book cover to cover and has a good grasp of the rules yes. you need to pick that person and i'll wisely. get a little more into that in the future but i i still think if everyone is new yeah try it i, I understand see if you can do it lily let me ask you a question here when you were online looking for games did you even try and look for a DM, or did you just decide, hey, I want a DM? Um, so originally, back when I was in high school, I went to a Votech school, so there was a bunch of kids who were into D&D. So we decided to try a big old game. At one point, we had like 15 people. Holy cow. That's it, way too much for even me. Yeah. But we we split it in half. So then one person tries to DM one group and another person tries to DM the other. Originally, I was supposed to just play as a character. But that didn't happen because the person who was going to DM decided not to. That's anymore. what I was expecting. I was yeah. going to say it's a lot yeah. harder than you think, Mike, to find a DM yes. nowadays. Well, we're spoiled. Go ahead, please. Going back to uh, learning how to play, Lily saw something really interesting oh, yeah. in one of the adult education catalogs for our local community college. So uh, currently I'm attending community college and I have this spring catalog and it is introdu Introduction to Dungeons and Dragons. It's a paid course. I think it's five sessions and it teaches you the handbooks, how to properly create a character and stuff like that. I love that. What would something like that cost? Because I saw, I signed my kid up for an OutSchool program, outschool.com or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a internet website. It's yeah. sort of like a community college. You can take classes. I signed him up for a video editing program, so I'm on their mailing list. And somehow the internet knows me because Google knows who all of us are. I got an email advertising a intro to Dungeons and Dragons class for 12 to 16 year olds. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's an online class you can take. So tell me more about that, Lil. So basically, I believe it's about a hundred bucks, but that's for all five sessions. So that's not. That's worth it. That's nothing. Would that be considered paid DMing? I no. was thinking the no. same thing. It'd be considered, it would be considered learning how to play the game. So you would get a DM or you could become yourself a DM and not charge people, but spread the news of the game free to other people that want to hear you spread the word. Well, doesn't college prepare you for careers? Yes. So could a class like that prepare you for a career in dungeon mastering? No, oh, it could not. No, it couldn't. <laughs> oh, everybody's it could prepare, taking on my. <laughs> it could prepare you for a career to find a new game. Oh, no, me? Yeah. No, I love the right. game I'm at. That's okay. Apparently you don't. Oh, my God. I love it when we just find the right button to push. It's all right. Oh, that's great. I, I have to say, though, you guys have went off on a tangent. Lily's actually making a good point. She is. There's, there is out there resources if you really really want to learn how to play this game and you got the money to buy a class 100 bucks isn't bad it really no. isn't i mean if you if you just cut down on lunches or you know put some aside well from our pay place of privilege as adults who all have decent jobs <sighs> yeah. 100 bucks isn't bad for us but lily could could you come up with 100 bucks to if 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 you didn't ask your parents could you come up with 100 bucks to take a class most likely, yes. I do have a job. It's mostly summertime, but I am getting paid decently there. And I am actually trying to start my own small business. So I'll have side money on top of that. There you go. Now, uh, that is not a credit, of course, correct? It's not a credit. You don't get a credit for no, that. No, no. It's okay. a youth education. Okay. So sewing. Because like, I was thinking about going back to college. I might actually be able to graduate for a chance. <laughs> you know, geez. Well, uh, man, I you still know what? wouldn't. They would probably tell me I would fail. <laughs> yeah, though, you know? I'd still fail. Another thing that I've seen uh, come into real prevalence over the last five years is D&D &D clubs in high mm. schools. 
Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have one in ours, but I have seen a Reddit, because I love going back mm-hmm. to that. That's my go-to. I see a lot of D&D players that buy uh, the packs. You know, you remember the kits that we'd see at Barnes & Nobles and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. The essentials they, kit. Yeah, they buy a bunch of those and donate them to a high school That's so awesome. that kids have a means in which to play. Do you know what? I want to say this right now. I think, because we have a connection to Stowe Valley through Lisa, I think the bakery gaming crew should buy a bunch of essentials kits and maybe donate them to Stowe Valley. That's our local high school. Do we have, we'll have to figure out if we have somebody there that would take up the mantle of running the club. Well, uh, we could always volunteer. I, I, or somebody. I couldn't. I get it. <laughs> somebody could volunteer the time to be a, a dungeon master or at least to teach some kids and, uh, and get them interested and do it. Yeah, I'd absolutely you know? put money into that. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. All I think right. it'd be awesome. So we'll have to talk to Chip. Hey, I'm going to springboard off that since I'm next. Uh, we, I want to talk about what do you truly need to start and what do you need to buy just to get into D&D? Go ahead, Mr. And I was going to bring up that, yes, you need dice. And you can go anywhere. You can get cheap dice off of Amazon for 50 cents and get you know the, the six dice you need. Or you can spend $100 per die and get them in metal I've, and I've never filigree done that. and all that kind of I've stuff. Never, metal dice suck, by the way. But then if sec- you're starting out, do not fall into the trap of buying metal dice. Chessex. Tell, tell, the world, Kenny, please tell the world why don't buy metal dice. Because they nick up your bakery table. And they don't roll. Metal dice don't roll. Yeah, they're pretty. They fall. Yeah. So, I so, like Chessex dice. Good old-fashioned Chessex. That, yeah. But beyond that, I was going to say, we were talking about, you know, you need paper and pencil. But we were talking earlier that you need the player's handbook. I could actually argue, if you're really new, I, I have seen it. Uh, the starter kit and the essentials kit are excellent. And they're available at Walmart and Target. And when they're on sale, they're literally like $12. You also have the internet. And, uh, and the internet. The and internet all of the base rules has are free on Every the single one of them. You just have to do a little yes. bit of searching. And if Chip is listening, you can get all those things at your friendly local like game, game store. store. That yes. is true. But my point, my point was, you don't even need to get the, the player's handbook, which, what, the MSRP is $50. And you can get it for like $40. But, uh, Half price books. If you go to get the starter kit and the essentials kit... It has everything for about five people. One of them plays the Dungeon Master, and you basically just need to have someone who's willing to read ahead about five pages before you start your first game, and that's it. And everything else is in there, and actually, the current kit doesn't have miniatures, uh, like some of the older kits, but it does have a set of dice in there. So you don't even have to buy dice separately. There's a set in there, and you can go from there. It has character sheets, it has an adventure, which is actually fairly well detailed, and you have options. You can go, it keeps you in one area of the Sword Coast in Toril, but it's like you can go to the Goblin Lair, you can go to the Haunted Mansion, you can go up to the caves and the mountains, and it's fantastic. And it connects it's, to the other adventure after yes, that. Yes, and then they build on each other. Uh, you, oh, the yeah, starter yeah, yeah, kit yeah. is built on by the Essentials kit, mm-hmm. and then you can launch into one of the four or five main adventures that they put out, um, Storm King, yes. Rim of the Frost Maiden, yep. Rim of yep. the Frost Maiden, uh, Rhyme. You yeah, could go to hey, wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, what's the other? Um, you could go into um, uh, Strahd's campaign. Yeah, uh, you could, but I, I wouldn't. No, no. Yeah, you could. I'm just anyway. <laughs> well, let me, let me just let me just point something out there too. You don't need miniatures to play this game. No, you don't. No, they're this, lots of fun. Yeah, it's unbelievably. I them. totally recommend you do it. Uh, you could print out things and fold them underneath. You can go on the internet and get all kinds of pictures and things like that. There's something called theater of the mind, and since you're a noob, you don't necessarily know what that is. But it's like when you read a book and you picture it in your head. So you, if you're a DM, you describe things, colors, etc. Use the theater of the mind. It's easier to use miniatures. It's actually something that I enjoy doing because it's much easier than arguing with your players. We'll get into that yeah, at some other point. You can get a grid and a couple of coins. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're going to get a miniature, at least get one that represents your character. Yeah. yeah. Because when you yep. get into combat, it, it goes beyond the theater of the mind, and you have to get technical with it as to if I have a spell that only goes 30 feet, am I 30 feet away from the well, enemy? Well, you don't have to, and I think yes. Mike would have 
you could do that in theater of the mind, but it's very confusing. Correct. Yes. And I'm a human being, and you're a human being, and I'm going to say, Kenny, I was within 30 feet of him. And you're mm-hmm. going to be like, no, you're over there next to the wall, and the wall's 60 feet. Well, meanwhile, I might have heard you say that, but I forgot. Well, so if it, you don't have a map. Yeah, it comes down to I'm a visual learner. Yeah. I, I like seeing things, and I'm a much better player when I've got a grid in front of me and my character on the map. Tell them what I put out on the table this week. Oh, everything. No, what, what what came out? What was the end of the game? The Sharknado? Yeah. Yeah, there were pictures all over Twitter. Oh, really? oh I put pictures oh. up and people loved it. I didn't it. know that. I didn't oh, know. people okay. loved cool. it. But I guess if we if we get there, and I would say that's just beyond beginner. Yes. Get a get a miniature for your character. Like Lisa said. And there's tons of options out there. And now there's Patreons and you can print minis and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're not sure, them. If you're not sure what grid to buy or where to get miniatures, Jessex. find me. Yeah, one inch squares. That's all you got to think about. One inch squares. Bakery Gaming Crew at gmail.com. Bakery Crew Ken on Twitter. Find me. I will help point you in the right direction and find you what you need. Go ahead, Lisa. So, you know, we're talking about the traditional tabletop gaming. Lily was doing hers purely online. So, how do you do that they have resources how how is it that you manage that online so basically i have this really helpful program called photoshop and so what i did is i had a map with grids and i made like little character marks for everybody and so i made it so then if a person says i want to move here i move them that many spaces can you eliminate where they were on the map previously and then just add them to the new location on the map yes so you could basically move the little circle characters over Mm -hmm. to the next grid part that they want to walk to that's cool with the movement and also with rolling dice we used an automatic dice roller dice roller so it was super easy and helpful for everybody so then I could help them make their characters and stuff like that. Now, I'm, I'm not into this. You are. And, and I know you two, uh, Jeff and, and Ken, have heard this. But there's like tons of programs that mm-hmm. have fog of war. So like when you're not around a corner yet, you don't see the rest of the map. Yeah, I was going to say, there's things like D20. The thing is, I do feel like they have a bit of a learning curve. So okay. someone is going to need to spend a little bit of time... So one of your noobs how to use that has system. to be really good at computers. If if you're all noobs, yeah, someone's okay. gonna have to really dig in. I'll tell you, if that's I my was, opinion. If I was a millionaire and could retire right now, I would absolutely learn how to do all that stuff and spend a lot of time doing it. I'd have an eighty inch TV inside mm-hmm. of a, a table. Yeah, I think that would yeah. be so much fun. It is learning be. how to play online with people, uh, Lily. Uh, I think that if you can figure that out, you're going to be miles ahead for the next generation. But I, I actually, uh, when I was growing up with my dad, whenever he was with my grandmother in his house, he had a and d game, and he had it set up so it was like a dark cave that they were in at one point, and when they move up, more is shown and exposed yeah, to that. Yeah, fog of war, yeah. Now, I will say this for all the noobs out there, because this is, this is for them. This is for you, noobs. This is my opinion, but it's also the truth because I know what I'm talking about. Nothing beats playing in person. Nothing beats looking across that table at that person nervously waiting for his or her turn and thinking and, and suffering over what they're going to do. Nothing in the world beats that excitement when you guys all succeed at stuff. It doesn't. You, that energy is only tangible when you're in the room with other people. And honestly, in my opinion, because I'm old, I feel you bond when you're around other people. Can I just say to add on to that, when you're talking about people anxiously waiting for their turn, as a noob, take the time to prepare and think about what the fuck you're doing. Not just as a noob. Your turn. As a player. Get off your phone. Don't think about what you're doing tomorrow. Be prepared and be present for Listen, your game. Listening world, Lisa is the individual that does initiative for us. She gets extra experience points for that. I, I give extra experience points out for people yeah. that want to do extra work. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jeff is our note taker, and he's, he summarizes the last game that we played. He's so good, we've all gotten lazy. Yes. We all need to Which is bad, out. which is yeah. really bad. One of these we, days, I will miss a game. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. Now, here's the thing, too. 
And Jeff's really good at taking notes because maybe his job, maybe his life, maybe just who he is. But don't worry about taking notes all the time. I see people sitting down there just writing down notes. And when I come to them to ask them a question, guess what? It may not be in their notes because they just simply weren't listening. Pay the fuck attention. (laughs) If I'm talking and I'm the DM, I'm not talking because I want to hear myself talk. And I'm, I'm the kind of DM, and I think Kenny will back me up at the very least here, that if I said something's purple, I'll just mention it once. And if you didn't remember that, later on, that being purple could be very important. Don't ask me why or how, but it could be very important. Please, like Lisa said, put the fucking phone hey, down. I'm going to add on to that, too. Another thing, if you're new, for the first, well, I'm gonna, I'll just make a time up. Six months, commit. If your group meets Tuesday nights from 7 to 10, block off Tuesday nights from 7 to 10 and yeah. show up. Make Give, a Give it a chance. Give it a chance. You will get out of it what you put into mm-hmm. it. And if you commit to that, you will get that much more out of it. I, I think that's a great idea. If you're just starting a group, make a contract, whether it's a verbal contract or a written contract, whatever, that for the next six months... I'm going to give up these hours on this day every other week or every week every or, week, every other week, or every other week. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to commit to that, and I'm not going to schedule anything else. I would say that's a big deal for a session zero. Well, here's my opinion. I'm going to ask Lily on this one, too. I don't think you can run a game once a month. I don't think you can actively have a game once a month and play it. You can. Would you be just... interested in a game that played once a month, Lil? Um, we actually tried to do that with the kids game and sometimes it got really hard because some people couldn't remember certain stuff because me and mom were basically the note takers mm-hmm. in the kids game. So if we miss something, no one else had it out. We down. play a weekly game. And when I say, when, when he's saying, Jeff, everything that happened last week, people are like, oh yeah, oh, right. oh I but forgot that. You got to remember, we are, we are super spoiled. We are. We are talking from a place of being super spoiled. And, and I write also, notes, but I'm wrong sometimes too. Yeah, you were yeah. wrong a lot last week. We also come from a place of a long-term experienced group. Yeah, we people have people have that played are for a long, super time. committed. Maybe this is for the noobs. If you're just getting into this, I would suggest at the very longest once every other week. Yes, I really would. Yeah. Um, if the only game you can get into is a once a month game. Do it. Okay. But, Get your feet but wet. Listen, listen. But when keep you looking. Just, yeah, keep, keep looking, looking for other games. Now, it's okay to be once every month. That's cool. That's fine. But think of it this way. If when you first started driving a car, you only drove it for three hours once a month, how long would it take you to get good at driving a car? Oh, right. Okay. Right. But you have, like, let's take fishing. It's better than nothing. Some people want to fish every week. Don't have to Some get, people don't. Right. Some people want to fish once a month. Okay. Like Jeff just stated, you're going to get out of it what you put in. Yep. 100%. I was so good. Well, well said. Well said. That's like everything in life. That was what? My... Who's next? Uh, actually, it's totally I've totally me. lost track totally. of initiative. It's totally. me because I'm last. So <laughs> I actually have a question for all of you. What do you feel is lacking from D&D? What do I feel is lacking from D&D? As a new player, I don't know because... What I've been reading and what I've been trying to play it seems fine to me. Oh, I'll, I, I'll jump. Can well, I jump I, in first? Yeah, you're probably going to take my answer. Go for it. I know you're going to say it too. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with, so as from playing past editions, they took stuff out of this edition to make it simpler. And it's great from a newer player perspective and making the game simpler, but there are mechanics that now don't have rules and then it ends up in arguments about how do you implement that you in our game. You took my answer. Ha. That's all right. No, I have another one. That was good, though. So you're saying you want to go back to old Thacko days? No. No, no, no. 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 I would actually... I'll, I'll go to 3, 3.5. If you... And, and again, they overdid it, so you had to have tons of extra rules to do it, but if you got into a wrestling match, there were rules for wrestling. If you got into a, a, if you were flying through the air, there were rules about aerial combat. If you did, everything had rules. And for someone like me, who's a rules lawyer, I, I thrived on that stuff. Now it's it's more open-ended, which is good for the there greater player base. Yeah, it's just guidelines, guidelines. Yeah. and that's that's good, but it can end up in arguments. I like it because 
I like to do off the wall shit. Michael, back me up on that. I oh like boy. I like to just throw a little bit of chaos into the situation and say, oh, I'm gonna give this a try. And Michael say, There's no way you can do that. And I'm like, let me see if I can roll a twenty. <laughs> and you sometimes do. Yeah. I like the the openness of five E. I think I've said it before, I think fifth edition is the best edition ever simply because it opened it up to a whole new generation of players and made it easier for them. Lily, to answer your question, I don't think 5e lacks anything. I think it opens up for a new player. My advice to new players, look for what it can do. Don't look for what it lacks. If you're going to look for the negatives, you're always going to find them. They're always there and they always suck. Look for what you can do and build on that. Find something about this game that you love and pursue that, and you're going to have a good time. If you like stealing, you're, you're going to find it, and you're going to find a way to do it, and it's going to be fun. And hopefully your DM lets you explore that. Uh, if you like fighting, if you like combat, look for combat. Look to be the best combatant you can be, and hopefully you find a DM that's going to see that in you and see you like that and help you get that enjoyment out of it. Um, I don't I don't want to look for what the game lacks. I don't care what it lacks. Whatever it lacks, you can get together with your buddies and yeah. figure it out. You're the DM. Um, and you're the party. You make it what you yeah, want it to be. Focus more, if you're a new player coming into this game, focus more on what enjoyment you can get out of it rather than what problems there are. As role players, it's our job to fix problems. Mm-hmm. Well, I can honestly say, like, not lacking in mechanics or anything, but get weird with it. Yes. Lisa is great at getting weird with it. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, creepy, weird. That's one of the things that I don't think that they do enough in D&D. It's very straight-laced. That's what that's what my recommendation is. Things that are lacking in, in proper D&D in the books themselves is a lack of the unusual like if you want to if you want to do something crazy if you want to do something weird and it's something that you can all get into it do it look this, on the internet this game is literally only limited by your imagination if you don't have a good imagination somebody else out there has thought of it and be prepared to state your case and argue with your dm i'm okay with it um if if i wanted to play a storm sorcerer which is one of the characters i want to play someday and yeah, I know that's not in the regular player's handbook, but yeah. let's just for examples. Yeah. If I want to take the spell Firebolt and say, hey, Mike, I want to play this character and Firebolt is a spell I really like. Can we make that an electric bolt because I'm playing a storm sorcerer? It won't change the damage. The only thing it's going to do is change the damage type from fire to electricity. And we'll say that I can never learn Firebolt and have it do fire. Can't change it later. I just want it. I want that flavor. I want it to do electrical damage because that's the style of character I want to play. And then the DM talks to you and says, well, the person that taught you how to be what you are understood that spell as electricity, not fire. Right. Because that's where he came from, where she came from. Don't be afraid to ask your DM to work with you for your vision. And as a DM, if you're a new DM... Give your characters a chance to explore. If if it's a minor change, if it's not something that's going to break the game, yeah, it might not be in black and white Jeff, rules lawyer, but give your characters a chance to get weird with it. Have them do electric damage instead of fire because it's going to make them interested and want to play. I actually uh, like what Mike did because for the second kids game that we created... I created a rogue changeling that is phantom as the oh, archetype. Phantom rogues are great. I Changeling love you. Changeling phantom rogue. Ooh. So. You're you're talking my language, and I, Lil. I actually talked to Mike about this uh, feat, and it's called improve it, uh, shifting. So if you turn into a specific creature, you're allowed to gain their abilities. One of their abilities. Well, he changed it to one of yeah. their abilities, but when I saw it, it was their abilities. I just have to share a story just because like Lily Lily had the best level one character happenstance. It was with the first kids game. She was playing a rogue with that one too. We were in Skullport, which is a a predominantly drow environment. You will get stabbed while you're being stabbed in Skullport. 
So they go to Thieves Alley, and they're trying to find something. It's Lily and another, and Teresa, who is also a rogue. And the first thing that comes out of Lily's mouth is, "We're tourists here." To a thief she's talking to. Well, what do you expect if you're going to throw a bunch of level one characters in the the worst place imaginable? I, but like, I that, like making it tough. Yeah, That shows you, though, like, to say something like that. And at Thieves Alley, guess who got, like, everything they stolen? They got rolled, rolled, rolled real everything. hard. Everything. It's a learning lesson. But... Be, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Oh, it's, as a yeah, mistakes are the best Because, part. like, Teresa may have been royally pissed off that she lost her dagger. Didn't care. But it's a, it's a strong learning lesson, and it's a fun story to tell later. Because, honestly, at the end of the day, nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's dying. For real. It it's, might seem like it. It might <laughs> seem like it I've, sometimes. I've told some new players in our game. Don't be afraid to make a decision. Don't be afraid to make There's the no wrong such thing decision. As a mistake. There's no such thing as a mistake. Just make a decision. Please. The worst thing you can do as a new player is not make a decision. I don't care if it's right. I don't care if it's wrong. You can play either way. You can have fun either way. You know what stops the game? When you don't make a decision. Yep. For everybody. Um, Kim. Go ahead. Why are you gonna? Did you really just call me Kim? No, uh, Kim is. Kim has that issue. Kim is, the, Kim is like the main problem here. <laughs> Kim is seriously the individual only because we put pressure on her. We put way too much pressure on She's her. She's a phenomenal player, but when it gets around to her, the problem is she always rolls poorly in initiative. That's really the serious problem. And then people take her ideas, yep. and she has one idea that she's really happy about, and the person right before her steals it on initiative, just like. Jeff just stole my, my thing. Yeah, like your idea. Yeah. So anyway, Kim will sit there, and then all of a sudden, she doesn't know what to do, so she freezes up. Kim is so worried about making the wrong decision. There's no such thing as wrong decision. I know. And and I sit next to her, and I've tried to tell her that, and then people people get upset, and she gets upset, and I've told her, screw these people. Screw them all. Who cares what they think? Who cares if they get upset? Make a decision. Yeah. If it's the wrong decision, guess what? Hank will be right there digging you out of whatever hole you got us in. Here's the thing, I too. I promise. Well, I sort of look at it a different way. Um, do something. Anything. You can't do anything wrong, so do something. And when you're thinking, like I told her just recently, when you're thinking of an idea, think of a backup. Have two ideas ready. When it comes down to round you do initiative, when it's your turn, have something to say. Noob, do it. Everybody that's listening to me right now, make a plan. Keep cognizant of everything that's going on around you and pay attention. Get off your fucking phone. Look at what's going on. Don't be scrolling through Facebook. No one likes you that much. No one's that interested. And if you've got nothing else to do, Ready find... in action. Ready no, in action. Find the closest guy and punch him in the face. Okay. Yeah, that works too. If you've well, got no other that's option, an enemy. don't say that because Kim's going to hit nah, me in the screw face. Screw it. Like, oh, I punched See us in the face. See what happens. Let that be your go to. If you've got nothing else to do, find the closest guy and punch him in the face. Okay, since Jeff took my idea. No, put your hand down. Anyway, since Jeff Jeff <laughs> took my idea. No, because you're going to want to talk about this. No, because this ties in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go this ahead. ties in. Do not ever tell another player what to do with their character. Right. Oh, right. Negative XP. Right. Newbie. Well, here, do you want no, to tell No, wait, what do you mean? Tell Expand on that. I mean in combat. Yeah. Because I know Mike's very stringent when it comes to this. If somebody else tells you to do it, you cannot do it. Yeah, don't give oh, anybody else ideas. Tell, tell our favorite story. Teresa. Oh, I know this story. So basically, in the first game, kids game, we were stationed in Waterdeep. There was this house that we were trying to get Hydar's uh, weapons and stuff like that. It was stolen by some person. And then he actually ran into the basement and there was a trap that made explosions. So it kind of put an initiative for everybody. So me and Francis were up on the top level with the lady elf who stole stuff. And Teresa was, ran outside and said, hey guys, jump out the window. She wasn't there. She wasn't present with the rest of the party. She had no character knowledge of the danger inside. She was outside screaming, 
hey, jump out the window. No, she didn't even scream jump out the window. At first, she yelled to you as a player, jump out the window, which I said, you can't. You can't do that. Now they can't do that. And then she said, well, as a character, I'll yell up and say jump out the window. And I said, you don't know any of that's going on. They haven't communicated with you. So guess what they couldn't do? Jump out of a window. And it cost uh, Francis's character, Signarf, to die. And I almost died. But someone threw a potion down my throat. Well, that's the rule at our game. If, yeah. it, like Lisa said, if you speak out of turn and tell, hey, Cobb, do this, that character cannot well, do not it. Not only that, out of context. If you're in another room, another dimension, if you're on a ship and everybody's back at the castle and you're giving somebody a life-altering idea or any idea, they can't do it. Now, why is that our rule? Because people do it too much. And it's more fun for you to come as a new player come up with your own ideas yeah, yeah and don't give other people ideas it puts a lot of pressure on other people let them have the fun of coming up with their own ideas if 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 you are new to gaming half the fun is figuring stuff out and if you make the wrong decision you figure Too it bad. out as a group right, right. and you learn it's from fun. your mistakes you yeah learn. and it's fun yeah. don't steal someone else's fun no and jeff Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's my turn, isn't it? We're, no, we're yeah. you can go. No, I, I, I didn't even <laughs> yeah, say yeah, what, I didn't say. I didn't answer to what's Lily. What's your noob? No, what, what's missing from D&D? That's what oh, Lily Oh, asked. yeah, 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 yeah. What's and missing? And I, I have an answer for that. I know what's missing from D&D. For everybody out there that's listening, you're missing from D&D. <laughs> oh, good one. Because good one. you will make D&D better by being in it. You're going to bring who you are, what you are. We've had doctors... Lawyers, nuclear physicists, <coughs> janitors. Uh, yeah, 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 those two. Um, Gas station we attendants. We have, we have. But see, lunch ladies. Lunch ladies, yeah, yeah. But you got to understand, each one of those people are going to handle a specific thing differently than the other. Honestly, I got to say, I would rather party up, no offense, Jeff, with a janitor in a dungeon rather than a nuclear engineer. I would, because that janitor knows shit rolls downhill. That nuclear yeah, engineer yeah. isn't going to be able to help me through a dungeon in that situation. Now, alchemically speaking, or in you know scientific terms, if I'm doing with something else, I may want to be with that person. But you're bringing to this game who you are. Never forget that. It, you're playing a character. That's great. But we can. We're never. I personally am not that good of an actor. I can't separate myself from something I'm playing. I'm always going to let it leak in somehow. Okay, that's just who I am. So I'm going to take my outside knowledge and it's going to leak into that character no matter what. Um, and it should in some manner. So please never get disgruntled. Never be upset. Make sure when you look at this game, you realize this is a game of family, of camaraderie, of a group of people overcoming something. It doesn't have to be bad because you can play bad characters and overcome something good. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have... The world at your fingertips, the world of Toril. You can do anything you want whenever you want it. So the only thing missing from D&D is you. You. I like that. So to wrap everything up, give us a sentence. In a sentence, wrap it up. Wrap up in a sentence what you would recommend to new players. I can do it. One thing, huh? Um, one thing. All right. One sentence. No matter what, don't give up. Jeff? I, I go with just just try it. Lisa? Get weird with it. Enjoy it. It's imag it's the theater of imagination. Make mistakes. Lily? You kinda stole mine. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, because sometimes mistakes turn out to be the greatest thing on earth. I love that. Um bring snacks. <laughs> everyone, that is true. Everyone will love you. They'll love you, yeah. If you bring snacks, cookies. cool ranch Doritos, cookies preferably. Cookies, yeah, yeah. Bring snacks. All right. I, I hope we helped everybody out there listening. And please, if you're a new player or if you're listening to this and you're trying to get a new player involved, um, send them our yeah. way. Send them our way. Send them our way. We, I will literally go through email after email and help anyone that reaches out figure out any problem they have when it comes to Dungeons yep. and Dragons. Not <laughs> not your relationship no. problems, no. but with D&D. And if I don't know the answer, I will go out to the rest of the bakery crew and find an answer for you. Uh, we are 
bakerygamingcrew at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter, but the, not the, I'm sorry, bakerycrewken on Twitter. Uh, this has been another episode for the noobs. Roll with the party. We are the Bakery Crew. I'm Ken. I'm Mike. Get out there and game. I'm Jeff. I'm Lily. I'm Lisa. And you have been listening to Roll with the Party. Thank you very much. So in the first... Wait, time out. <laughs> <laughs> I 